0: It's episode number ten. We made it to one zero, double digits. here. started from the bottom We That was Coke Zero, by the way. Coke Zero. That was not beer I've still not had beer The entire month And you know what? I've lost a bit of weight Which is a good thing Man 10 episodes in You know? I'm doing it I'm doing the thing Doing the thing I need to do To make sure things get done and the things that need to get done are the things that I'm doing right now what I'm doing, what I'm doing or maybe I've already done maybe I'm doing all the things I've already done well that's debatable but we're done talking about that how are you doggies doing? happy Monday happy Monday you know I took uh Friday, Saturday and Sunday oh it was relaxing just absolutely relaxing uh Which I haven't, you know, it's nice doing that, uh, after doing that binge of partying. It was so nice to just chill out and honestly just watch TV or movies or, you know, things I normally don't do. So it's, it's kind of been refreshing. It's kind of been refreshing. You know, I, uh... I can go outside again, you know, the sun's out, who the hell would have thought, you know, I supposedly, um, so it's like 70 degrees, that's not supposedly, like that's for sure, it's 70 degrees, you go outside at 70 degrees, Um, but they say this weekend, it's going to snow, and that makes me sad, makes me sad, because I really want to be outside, some of my favorite things to do are Hiking, being outside, going to the pool, um, you know, getting sunburnt. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to go through a little pain. It makes you uh, remember you're alive. Sometimes, okay, not all the time. Just keep aloe vera nearby, like, always, always. If that's not in the freezer right now, take a look. Go stand up. I don't. I know what you're doing right now. You're just sitting around. Go stand up. Go look in your freezer. If there's aloe vera gel in there, congratulations. You're doing yourself right. Now, if you don't have any in there, you're messing up. You're doing everything wrong. In fact, you should go look in the mirror. Right? Wipe off all the smudges and get a good look because that's a person of a... That's the face of a person that just doesn't care anymore, right? They don't care anymore. If you don't have aloe vera gel in your freezer, you don't care about yourself. You got to care about yourself because if you get sunburnt and you don't have any, oh God, you're going to wish you did. Let me just say that. Let's rewind it back last year. Last year I had the worst subburn of my life. Um what was I doing? Oh I went uh I went to a I guess you call it like a swap meet type thing. Um I I think there's another word for it. But basically you take all the stuff you don't want anymore, you take it to this big uh this big field and this big lot and you just set all your stuff out and people come up and and uh you know, try to trade money for for the stuff you have have to offer. I know it sounds like I'm drinking right now. I'm totally. I promise I'm not. This is Coke Zero. And so we go to the swap meet. And um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm toasting out there. I'm I'm letting the shoulders fly out this, out this uh. This tank top I'm wearing. No sunscreen. Why would I need that? I'm tanning this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to get a tan. Maybe I outgrew the sunburn this year. Maybe the, maybe now's the year. Give it a try. Uh, pain. Pain. I remember crying as a grown man. In the shower. Going to bed. You know, twisting and turning. You're just, skin's just flaking off like some freakish lizard. And you're like, never again, never again. never going outside. And then, uh, you know, I've gotten smarter since. There's this thing called uh, uh, sunscreen. And you combine it in different numbers, and no one knows what the hell they mean. But we just grab the highest one because that's probably the best and you spray it all over, you know, you get yourself ready, and then you get out in the sun, and then you forget about it. You forget about it, and then you get burnt to a crisp, like a like a poor cod off the coast that never saw it coming. <sighs> yeah, you know, I was on a... Uh, Uzi is not present today I should preface that I sent him up north to be with my mama Who is uh, You know Lives up in Idaho And I thought it would be good for him to get out of my Apartment And to be with another dog And to run around At a house in a yard So that's where he is And I, I FaceTimed my mom today And uh Yeah she thought I was drinking beer. Apparently, I I took a sip of my Coke cereal can. And she said, are you drinking beer? And for some reason, it just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. It just kind of made me upset. So I kind of lashed out a little bit and got defensive because I'm doing this month of no beer. I'm like, no, I'm not drinking beer. Ugh, how could you ever think that? Type thing. And you know what? That was a dumb thing for me to lash out about. But the coke made me do it. Don't don't drink coke. Don't do coke. Uh, so, anyways, it's starting to warm up. Hopefully after this weekend it's done snowing. You know, I want to go climbing in the out of the doors... Because the out of the doors doesn't cost $95 a month. Like the climbing gym does. Which, you know, can be spent in much better ways. When I can just go out in the nature and climb all of the rocks there. There's so many of them, especially in Utah. You just drive up the canyon, you know. I, uh, all I have to do is drive east a little bit, probably 10 miles and I'm deep in the mountain, deep in the mountains, deep in them mountains, I'm going to be hiking up trails and I'm exploring, driving up new paths, um, you know, being on property that I'm probably not supposed to be on sometimes, but you don't know all of the time, uh, until you get, you know, until you get caught and we just hope that doesn't happen. Uh, But I spent a lot of time in the mountains, Um, you know, just going up there, going on hikes and uh, in little climbs and kind of just exploring away from the city, you you know, just by myself. I'll go up, uh, you know, I went down uh, American Fort Canyon one year by myself. I spent like eight hours out there and uh, I would just drive up, get out of my car, just kind of, you know, take it all in and the scent like oh sorry excuse me uh just the smell of the trees and and like nature and just being completely away from you know even cell service just feeling free in thought like that's my absolute favorite thing to do and I, I didn't realize this until I got older, but my favorite thing to do is just get gone. Right? Sometimes I just like to drive out, and I'll drive through, uh, I'll drive through a place and just explore, and uh, really just, you know, kind of do self reflection, meditation, whatever you want to call it, and just take it all in. And sometimes I think that's that's what people uh, that's what people miss in their life. A lot of people don't do that. So if you want something new to do, and you feel a little down, pick up your phone and download an app and then go on a hike. I'm serious. Just do it. Like, that's that's as simple as it was for me starting. Like, I was like, I've never really went hiking on my own before. Uh, you know, let someone know where you're going. That's probably smart. Let someone know. Um, And then just just go. Find a nice easy trail and just go. And you'd be surprised how how much that kind of clears your head. A little bit of physical exercise. The outdoors. The smell of dirt. And trees and the grass. Yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm really excited for this summer. It's been... uh, It's been a journey the past few years. I've never been in a position in my life where, after moving out of my parents' house, that I've been able to celebrate holidays. There's never been times that I've really had consistent weekends or, you know, downtime. It was always working, you know, retail um, or back to security or... Oh... Yeah, security just on a on a different level, right? The respect I have for security guards for just putting up with the post order bullshit of having to stay awake at the stupid job. Any night shift out there to so have to stay awake at this dumbass job, following procedures that don't work. But, you know, your boss's boss insists that's the way it's got to be. And, uh, you know, you guys are the soldiers. And keep grinding because it builds a strong foundation of character. And, uh, you know, putting up with that bullshit now is only going to translate into, like, you can if you can put up with bullshit, that's half anything in life. It's putting up compromising and that's it. With in in anything. Relationships and business. That's just the way it is. Man. This week, uh so I'm starting this podcast. Oh, I haven't got I haven't I don't think I've put any info out there on that. Am I having a stroke? It's this aspartame. I swear. This stuff makes me feel weird. I don't drink soda very often. Actually like at all. So well, that's not true. Fountain drinks, I'm down. As long as it's diet. But this canned stuff, I don't know, it makes me feel a little icky sometimes. But yeah, my uh, my friend Dallas and I are starting another podcast, um, and it's going to start on Fridays, uh, when I can start drinking beer, which is, and it was going to originally be called Drinking Buddies, but that's taken by some other schmucks out there. All right. Um, which I hope they're doing great. I hope your podcast is doing awesome, but, um, you know, I hope it's doing great and I hope it doesn't fail at all. I really don't. I hope I don't. I hope it doesn't. I hope it's successful because we have a different name. We have a different name. It's the PID podcast, punch in the dick, punch in the dick podcast. That's what we're leaning towards right now. Um, and then there's, you know. There's the fun part of starting it up. It's registering all of the legal stuff behind it to operate. Um, It's finding sponsors. It is coming up with ideas to engage with the audience. It's coming up with artwork and logos and a set. uh, And and transitioning both of these podcasts into video podcasts. Because that's, in the end, what I want to do. My dream job Monday through Friday, podcast, 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 promote. It's promoting, speaking, and just, you know, kind of speaking your mind into a microphone and reaching people. And it's fun. It's just fun stuff, you know? You know what I mean? It's fun. If it's fun, you got to do it. If it's fun, you got to do it. Because if you don't do it, hmm, who else is going to do it? Exactly. Exactly. And everybody's going to tell you not to do it. That's the funny thing. Everybody's going to tell you. Like along the way. It's so funny man. It's so funny. When you decide that you don't want to be part of normal society. And you decide you don't want to. uh, You know kind of participate in what everyone else is doing. And you start doing your own thing. It's not that people directly point fingers at you. And say you're going to fail. But if you're not properly conditioned, you'll start to feel that way about yourself just by, you know, not being able to participate in what everyone else is doing. You know, we kind of trick ourselves into thinking, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not out doing what everyone else is doing. So, you know, there's something wrong with me. When in reality, refocus onto why you're Inside in the first place as to what you're working for or why you want to be different from everybody else or what you're striving towards what goal you have to get you ahead right because you can go do what everyone else out outside is doing right outside of your box you can go do what everyone else is that's that's easy you can walk out your door you can make that decision what's hard what's hard is to go Sit in your bedroom Get out a notebook Write down where you want to be How you're going to get there And uh And you know taking steps To reach those goals That's hard That's a hard thing to do I don't know why I went on that rant But there you go Have one for free But I'll tell you what man uh, quitting on beer has given me an extreme amount of energy. Now, I'll be honest with you. I cheated a little bit. I had a glass of wine. But it wasn't really, you know, I didn't get drunk from it or even tipsy or anything. It was just a nice glass of wine uh, to complement a meal. And I thought it was fantastic. Um, but other than that, we're good. I feel good. I feel uh, just more energetic, more witty, like just tip of the pencil just got sharpened just got sharpened a little bit uh now let's talk about something because i promised my boy aaron aaron i know you're listening to this what's up what's up bro text me we're going to talk about dieting. All right. I'm going to spill the beans. I'm going to give you all of my secrets. I'm going to tell you exactly what I went through to gain the muscle that I did. Um, you know, what I did wrong, how I got there, and what I did after I got there, and where I am now. So it's gonna paint a perspective as to if you're out there, you're a skinny guy, you don't think you can gain muscle easily. This is for you for sure, dude, for sure. And this isn't entirely gonna be bro science, but some of it it is, and you're gonna to have to respect that because I have the results, boy. Go onto my Instagram, scroll down to like last, to like la- uh, end of 2017. I think is when I was at my biggest, like 215-ish, which for me, that you know, as a skinny guy out of high school, like 150, that's huge, right? So I'm going to tell you exactly what I did. So when I first moved out, and don't do what I did. Let me, let me preface this right at the beginning. I'm going to tell you exactly what I did, and let me tell you another thing real quick within my telling you of something these podcasts, all this information that I put out there could very well come back and bite me in the ass later. I'm aware of that. But what I'm not going to do is compromise my moral character and hold back information because I think this providing this information can prevent people from making the same mistakes that I do. And so, you know, if talking about this substance use uh, ruins future employment, then fine. At least I can stay here knowing that I m- might have helped somebody. So what I did was I bought chicken. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, So I moved out of my parents' house. I was like 19. I think it was 19. And I moved down to St. George uh, with my friend Josh uh, and Ayla, his wife Ayla. And... I knew I wanted to get into the gym. I knew after I I left Idaho I wanted to be involved in it somehow. Like I didn't didn't know exactly how to start, where to start. So I think I started watching YouTube videos just to kind of get a basic idea. And I'd toyed around with weights in in high school a little bit, nothing in class. No sort of like um strength and conditioning classes. All of that was foreign to me. Um Really what it was, was just sheer curiosity and wanting to have the end result. I didn't really think of the gym as a like a place to go to be at. Like, as weird as that sounds, my perspective on a lot of things in life, just the way I see things, is I knew before I started what the end result that I wanted to have was. I knew what I wanted to have. Visually in my head clear image and for me the gym was just a step for to get to where to get to that angle it was just like something I needed to do it was something that was subconscious it was something that um, like that you that I, I just forced myself to kind of do because I knew that's what I needed to do to get somewhere. And you know, you can watch all these YouTube videos and you hear all these people say like, it takes time, there's no quick way to gain muscle. And that's 100% true. It's 100% true. There is no easy path, but you can make some adjustments and you can do things a little bit differently than other people that will uh, aid the pro- aid in the process. Make sure you stay injury-free. Make sure you're healthy. Make sure you're not making poor dieting decisions like I did. Um, Because all of the information that I gained as a hard gainer, or, yeah, that was a weird, (laughs) that was a weird uh, sentence to say. But um, I didn't even know where I was going with that. Um, But all of the experience that I've gained as a a hard gainer is just the accumulation of everything that I've heard, read, and and, uh, experienced. So with that being said, uh, take this for what it is, which is my experience, and hopefully you can take bits of information from this um, and, and kind of build your arsenal of information based around what works for you and that's the end goal here so that being said i moved down to saint george i wanted to get into the gym i went and got a uh gym membership at gold's gym at the time which turned into Vasa fitness which i've talked about in the past so i go there i get the membership and i just start like i didn't go very often I didn't go very often at all. It was like I'd work up the courage to go once or twice. um, And then I I would stop. And then once or twice and stop. Once or twice and stop. But then I started like getting in a rhythm of actually going a few times. Um, And then that created like a little bit of confidence. Like it was kind of, it wasn't foreign to me anymore, that experience. So right around that time, the supplement industry and the internet uh, kind of pulled me in. And it's really easy. It's really, really easy for you to fall into this trap of thinking you need all of these supplements to gain muscle. Let me tell you something right now. All of the supplements besides uh, like a fish oil or like a vitamin complex all of the workout supplements are completely unnecessary all of them okay and i'll argue that to the death i don't use pre-workout i don't use protein um i don't use steroids anymore uh, i am very minimalistic and i believe that's a very good thing when it comes to health and longevity. Um, longevity really being the the primary focus of health and well-being because I think the fitness industry has shifted its viewpoints as to being more visually appealing rather than being about longevity and actual health. Everyone wants to look good. No one wants to feel good. <laughs> that should be the uh, the catchphrase of the fitness industry. Everyone wants to feel good. Um, where everyone wants to look good, no one feels good. And that's it. Thank you. I'll be here for a while. But um the fitness industry, yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of shifted its its perspective. So like any young person to the gym, any novice, I started doing research on the internet and it didn't take long, not a lot of keywords to come to uh, pro-hormones, steroids, a form of steroids. You know, you start Googling things like getting ripped fast or getting big or jacked or whatever. You come across pro-hormones eventually. And you start doing research, and it's all over YouTube. And these people are just ranting and raving about how great these results are. And this was to give you some context I didn't come onto the scene until Superdraw. If anyone knows about that, I didn't come onto the scene until that was banned. So, first wave of pro hormones was banned. Uh, when I came onto the scene, I had only been working out literally months, a couple months, which was dumb as shit. Let me tell you something right now. If I know anyone that is considering going to the gym, like just starting out. And they and they and I find out you're gonna try to use steroids, I'm gonna punch you in the dick, man. Or punch you in the vatch, I don't care. Either way, don't do steroids starting out. Do not do them. Don't even think about doing them, even though it's the easy way. Even though, they, you know, you'll put on muscle fast. Listen to my words. Doing steroids is like, let's see how can I explain this? imagine creating a life that has no downside right now think of think of now that sounds really enticing when i say that right it sounds really really enticing but hear me out here imagine the high from your favorite drug Whatever drug that might be. Maybe it's. Weed. Maybe it's. Cookies. Sugar. Or candies. Maybe it's meth. I don't know. Um, but happy. And. The best way I can describe steroids. Is this. Boost of confidence. So. You start taking, let's say, the pro-hormones, which is what I started out with, which are just toxic. There are two-step conversion in the liver, so the liver is just like, you know, it's about to die because you're abusing it. Um, you're cycling all these chemicals through and converting them into active steroids, which, in all reality, is safer to just inject the steroid which i later found out but you start taking these pro hormones and they take about a month and a half to two months to kick in maybe a month i don't know somewhere somewhere in that range a month to two months to kick in and you gradually start to just feel confident in yourself in the direction that you want to go And you're able to kind of put these blinders on to the rest of the world. It's like a chemical shift in the thought process to be focused, vigilant, steadfast, direct, and confident. And like just a steam train. Like whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do the shit out of it. The best I can do. That's the best way I can describe it. And you have that for three months straight. Now imagine filling that for three months straight. Not only that, but the physical results, you have way more muscle. You're packing on probably, I don't know, 20 pounds more muscle than you're naturally able to carry without that much testosterone. And you have this confident, um, more so confident in yourself. You're confident in every aspect of your life for three months straight. Now, coming off, let's talk about the nine months that you're off. Or, you know, some people do six-month cycles. Some people do nine-month cycles. Some people are on it all of the time. Um, And that's where it becomes a problem, is that once you experience that peak, that feeling of confidence physically, emotionally, mentally, in every aspect, and then taking that away, it's like being Superman and having your your costume just shredded and your powers disappear. It's like having, you know, the thing that reassured you of everything that you ever were or ever could be was pulled out under you like a rug. And that hurts. And you you spend a good nine months to a year slowly digging yourself out of that and you never come back to quite where you were at you'll never hit the spot that you uh, you were at where you started without the drug your natural production of testosterone is lower because of how it works let me tell you a little bit how it works two-step conversion process through the liver um, then turns into this active, steroid right i think the first one that i did was uh oh i want to say it was equipoise something like that street street name was i think havoc and it would drastically raise your testosterone and you would be able to work out longer uh you would get like this intense Feeling just the pressure from the inside out, which is called the pump in bodybuilding terms. That's what they refer to. It's like, you know, take take a little dumbbell for those of you who don't work out or are new to working out or whatever. You take like something heavy and then just curl your arm with it 50 times. Not even something really heavy, just like a normal object. And then when you set it down and you feel that like throbbing, that like heartbeat, Almost, that's the pump, and it makes those incredibly intense. It makes it like so. Like if you do bench press, if you do bench press, uh, you get this just intense burning feeling in your pecs, like it feels like they're growing, and you you visually see it as well. Um, but at the same time, uh, your testes shut down. They shut down so hard, dude. They turn to zero. They turn off. And what that means for you is your sex drive is zero. It's a zero. Well, when you're on, it supplements that. So actually, you're horny as F, like all of the time. But when you come off for about a year, zero. Zero sex drive. You will have none. Um, and your body doesn't fully recover from it, like I said, it never will. Um There are certain things that you can do to boost your natural testosterone, and over time, staying clear of the supplements <laughs> Oh God some uh, uh staying clear of the supplements can eventually lead to recovery and and actually you can reach that level long term you have to stay clear of, of the drugs so how i started was the drugs and i jumped on the drugs and i saw uh dramatic results at the same time i noticed my hunger increased drastically i was uh doing havoc which was it was whatever steroid um and I would just eat all of the time, but I didn't know anything. Like, I just moved out of my parents' house. I was making a little bit of money, so I was like, yeah, I could buy pizza all the time. So I went to Little Caesars, like, every day. I mean, like, every day, dude. Um, I would go to Albertsons and buy this the family-sized Doritos and Oreos. And I would just eat all of the time and not even go to the gym consistently. Like, I would just eat, take the steroid, do some push-ups, go to the gym, like, twice a week, if that. And uh, I got fat. I got like fat, but I would always say like I'm dirty bulking or whatever bullshit, which is fake. Don't don't ever do that. It's so dumb. Um, And that's what I did for a long time. And then I moved up north a little bit. And I started, you know, reevaluating and, you know, really trying to refocus my vision as to where i wanted to go and that's when i started discovering like youtube personalities like bradley martin and and calen von moger and some of the other um, fitness people and like kind of cultivating this idea of who i wanted to be with traits that they had so i started working on that working on that working on that and really painting that vision Uh, And that's the number one goal. That's, That's very step number one when starting fitness. If you're writing something down, step one, have a vision of what you want to look like, where you want to go. You know, if the dream version of you existed in your mind from going to the gym, what would you achieve? Write that down. The number one step is really, uh, yeah, having that vision, and then reinforcing that vision. Now take that vision of what you want to look like, and you need to reinforce that. You need to drill that into your head that that is how it's going to be, and no matter who's around, no matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone does, you aren't going to break. That's step number one, is believe your vision so strong that like sometimes you contemplate if if it's crazy, but you stick to it, follow the vision, okay? Step number two, plan it out, all right? Don't be like me. You need to take a very strategic approach to this, okay? This is what I'm going to recommend doing to anyone just starting out that wants to put on muscle. What I would recommend doing, and you can try a couple variants, but this is a new diet that I'm working on. I'm going to have a written plan. Uh, I'm pretty much going to give you... (laughs) I'm going to give you the... Pretty much all of the details of this plant that I'm writing and I'm going to sell. Um, but the sold version does, you know, it's got some nice little additives to it. Um, but the, here here's what it is. If you are just starting out and you want to gain muscle, get yourself oats. Okay? Instant oats is fine. Get yourself a nice, clean, complex carb. And I'm not talking about flavored. I'm talking about plain um now, if you want to you can get a protein powder i i I don't want you to okay I think they're st- uh, kind of a waste of money they can fill and- they can fill calories um and I guess that's probably why that's probably why I'm not as into supplements anymore is that I've already kind of you know been through the having to get. Um, a surplus of calories. Like, I I now eat at a deficit almost every day. So it's a little bit different. So if you're trying to pack on weight, I guess protein powder, you can use. Now, first thing I'm going to say, if you want to put on muscle significantly fast, we need to get your timing of your food down. So we need to... Make sure that the timing of your food, because I'm gonna argue that timing of food is more important than quality of food in some circumstances. Um, if you can rein in your f- eating to eight hours a day, meaning when you start eating, you have eight hours in that from that period to eat your last meal. You only get eight hours of the day, so you sleep eight hours. So let's say you go to bed at 9, you wake up at 5, right? That means you can't eat until 1. I think so. I think that did the math right. I had to pause there for a second because it's late at night. You can't eat till 1. That's really step number one. Do that. Watch the difference it makes just by doing that. And the biggest thing that you need to do, you want to gain weight right after that fasting period. Break your fast with the clean carb, okay? Break your fast with the clean carb. Now, I understand a lot of people get off work later than 1 p.m. So they can't just eat carbs and then go to the gym. So let's push it forward. Most people get up. Um. I don't know. They go to work at like nine. So, eight hours, five. Disciplining in yourself to not eat throughout. Going to bed and then getting off work. That's what you need to discipline yourself with. What you say now, you're like, oh my gosh. Oh, oh my goodness. I could never do that. I could never eat. Let me tell you something right now. I drink an americano in the morning which i understand you know some of the people at home listening to this or that are lds can't drink coffee and i understand that the the i understand i get it okay um but there are other forms of appetite suppressants such as thermogenics non-stimulant thermogenics that will uh, suppress your appetite um I believe that if you can make it through the the 16 hours of fasting, break that right when you get home. Have like a cup and a half of... One, you have to have a cup and a half of oats, the quick oats. And then you put like a handful of berries. Let's not overcomplicate things here. Handful of berries. That's going to be your simple carbohydrate. Um, And then you eat that. Give it about an hour, go to the gym, come back, same shit, get in more carbs right then. If you have protein powder, scoop of that in there, berries, uh, mix it up, and then uh, probably a small omelet of some sort. That's going to get you protein and just a small amount of fat. So just, you know, eggs. Some onions, bell peppers, throw in vegetables. That's huge. You get the fiber in there Um, and the antioxidants. It just makes your skin feel better, look better, makes you feel better. So carbs post. um, Actually, I wouldn't even say you need. That depends. That really depends. I wouldn't even say you need carbs post-workout. I wouldn't even say you need carbs post-workout, except maybe a simple carbohydrate. So don't eat the oats. I take that back. Before the workout, oats, the berries, scoop of protein powder. After the workout, um, I guess if you have protein powder, protein shake, um, and then a simple carbohydrate. So if you have a sweet tooth, sugar, uh, you know, eat a little bit of sugar after a workout. That's the best time that you can take it in because your body um wants to store glycogen right so your body is looking to replenish the energy that you've burned um and the glycogen is just uh it's stored in the muscle belly itself um that's why like when you get a pump at the gym this is bro science right here if you're at the gym and you do side lateral raises, right? And you get that like throbbing feeling. Uh, that is glycogen, right? That is glycogen that is being burned in the muscle that's been stored there. So your body will store glycogen by, by taking in carbohydrates to then burn as energy. But glycogen is stored in the muscle glycogen is stored in the muscle that is why when you when you eliminate carbohydrates into a keto diet you look flat and and skinny and you look like your muscles like really uh like a keto diet it's like stringy stringy muscle right whereas if you're on a carbohydrate carbohydrate diet your muscles are more round and full that's because of the glycogen So you want to replenish the glycogen after a workout what do you do eat some M&Ms eat the peanut butter eat a few cookies you don't know? eat I would I even had like I had a quart of Ben & Jerry's ice cream like that's my jam dude that's what I do that's what I did after workout I did it after workout like Rich Piana. rest in peace rest in peace um and sometimes some Oreos you know it depends on, and you know, if you're trying to get big, you do have to have a basic understanding of like how many calories you need to just sustain your current body weight. And then you need to up it, I would say up at like 500 calories. Don't be dumb and just and binge eat like I did. So let's say you need 2,500 calories a day to just stay where you're at. So let's aim, actually, I wouldn't even say 500. So if you're at... If you're at 2,500, you need 2,500 to survive, let's bump it up to 2,800. If you start noticing muscle gain, awesome. That's awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. If you start to see you get a little fluffy or like, you know, you feel bloated, cut the calories back just a little bit. Um, Don't overcomplicate the diet. So, what I would recommend, wake up, don't eat, So you go to bed eight hours, or you stop eating if you don't go to bed eight hours. Stop eating at a certain time, and then don't start eating until 16 hours later. And if you follow that, break the fast with the carbs, go to the gym, and then replenish with a simple carb afterwards with protein as well some sort of protein. I use, I love steak and eggs. That's a really good way to get protein after, uh, after the gym. Okay. Steak and eggs never did me wrong. So I would do that steak and eggs. And then I would go throughout the end of the night. I would pretty much eat what I want. Burger pizza. Um, you name it. That's the end of my night. So by fasting, the 16 hours, um, I noticed that I had burned stored energy rather than energy that I had consumed in the morning. Because if my body's like, oh, hey, we're getting, you know, food in the morning or we're getting food now, like you're eating, your body's like, oh, I'm getting food. I don't need to burn this stuff that I'm storing. I'll just burn the stuff that I'm getting right now just in case I need that other stuff later, but then if you you make your body struggle a little bit, you give it that sixteen hours, it's like, "Oh no, we're not getting the food anymore. Burn it all, burn it all, so then it just starts burning what you have reserved, right um, and then right before you go to the gym you you shock that body, you shock the body with the carbs you use those carbs and that those carbs that you have is fueling the workout because you depleted your body of the carbs use carbs as energy when you're about to do something take in the carbs you don't want to store carbs that's fat okay you don't want to store them it's glycogen and fat okay and i'm sure some other things i'm not entirely versed in this crap but deplete your body of what it has stored fast to 16 hours give your body carbs to do the workout do the workout your body's exhausted reward it with some uh you know some simple carb a sugar replenish the glycogen not the fat the glycogen that's why i say a small amount of sugar um and then at the end of the day you can kind of Engulge in something you might want You know You've been good with your calories Throughout the first half of the day So you can usually splurge a little bit <coughs> Pizza A big sandwich uh, Like y- you, you can be free without thinking About calories and counting And Tupperware and chicken I'm done with that shit dude I'm not doing rice anymore I'm past that And if that means not having like a crisp six-pack, not being just shredded, I don't give a flying shit, dude. This provides a way to be at borderline six-pack level um, with a moderate amount of muscle year-round. I'm not talking getting fat in the winter and getting skinny in the summer. This is a year-round thing that if you can adopt this style of dieting, it makes dieting not a thing anymore. Uh, consciously. You just kind of do it and it becomes a lifestyle. So, foods I would recommend. Eggs and steak. Always amazing. Put Creole on there. Don't be afraid of salt. Okay? Put salt. If you use a lot of salt, up your water intake. Okay? Water, or I mean, uh, salt is an electrolyte. Uh, If you go eat something salty, here's an experiment. Eat something like eggs or, or bacon or something before the gym. And then take a big gallon of water with you and just sip on it and go in the sauna and see what happens. You'll just start like just sweating profusely. Uh, Same thing if you drink Gatorade, right? It's also electrolyte. It's just sodium. And then you pour water into that as well. You're sweating, sweating, sweating. Salt is a good thing. But you need to remember if you're If you're upping your salt intake, you do need to up your water intake. Um, And that's just a fact. So if you notice that you're taking in... uh, If you're eating a lot of salt and you start to look bloated, up the water. Don't down the salt. stupid. Okay? Um, Don't be afraid of whole eggs. Again, this is another bullshit thing put out by the medical industry, but then it's been... uh, it's been generalized or or skewed over time. HDL and LDL are the two lipoproteins that transport cholesterol to cells. Okay, there's no good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. It doesn't exist. There's just cholesterol. Um, I I don't remember what one of which does what, but one of the lipoproteins takes um takes the cholesterol to the cell. And then uh, from the heart to the cell, I believe. And then latches it onto the cell. The cell uses that for energy. And then the other one, the HDL or LDL, comes back to retrieve it and take it back to the heart for reprocessing. I'm pretty sure. Again, don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. Um, It's been a while since I've studied this kind of stuff. But then people have the the misconception. It's like, well, if you if you eat too many eggs, your cholesterol's just high. Really? It's high. Like, what do you mean by that? Your ba- bad your bad cholesterol's high. Well, cholesterol levels really come down to one thing, and they need to be balanced. Okay, if you have balanced cholesterol, that means that these lipoproteins are effectively transporting the cholesterol needed by the cell in order uh, to be to exist, right? So if you have balanced cholesterol, that's what matters. Ask your doctor. So I started eating like twenty-four eggs a day. And I told my doctor, and he's like, Whoa, you're eating 24 eggs a day, how long have you been doing that? I don't know, four months. So I get tested, my cholesterol's perfect. Perfect. Now that's just my experience, remember take that into account Um, but i ate a lot of eggs a lot of steak a lot of tilapia uh, a lot of cod Um, really just things that are easy to to make really quick steak and eggs was just my go-to because it was easy um and then oats berries bacon uh And then if you, if you need to lose a little weight, just do a keto diet, which is cutting all the carbs out altogether. Now you don't need to avoid carbs completely on that last meal when you splurge. So like you do your, you do your oats, you work out you do the protein shake and blah, 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 simple carb on your splurge meal. You can have things that you want. Uh, you can have, you know, just like if there's tons of bread, be cautious be like bread's not good. Uh, any bread's going to bloat you. But at the same time, don't don't feel restricted because in the end you need a diet that you can sustain your whole life. Right? And and that's the problem with the fitness industry nowadays. More than anything, more than anything else in the the fitness industry wants to sell you wants to sell you quick ways to get there right? But in the end, a diet doesn't work unless, unless it incorporates longevity. And if you don't have longevity in a diet, or you don't have that in mind, you'll always yo-yo. You'll always yo-yo. And you'll eventually get to this point where uh, you'll, you'll run into health problems. So don't do it that way. Um, Build a lifestyle. Build the diet so it's sustainable. And that's really what it comes down to, guys, is building that, that foundation that you can... It's easy to keep doing. Okay? Um, dieting doesn't have to be as hard as people think. Don't overcomplicate. The Internet's going to try to sell you a billion things. Just remember, all you need... Is your determination, mindset, um, the mindset number one and the determination, uh, writing it out, how you're going to get there and, and visualizing it and reinforcing that vision and doing it, being consistent with your actions and going and saying, okay, I'm going to go once a week and track your progress. Okay, I'm I, I'm I did it. I've gone once a week for a month. Now let's try doing twice a week. Okay, I'm going to go twice a week. I've done twice a week for two months. That's awesome. Let's step it up to three times. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Holy crap, dude. I did that for three months. I did that for three months straight. Three days in a I did Monday, Wednesday, Friday for three months. And then you get to a point where you're like, okay. I'm going Monday through Friday. I've been doing this for couple years and i'm seeing tremendous progress right it doesn't come overnight it's taking the small steps but it's planning it out it's very planned and if you if you structure it and you plan it correctly you'll shoot ahead um so be consistent uh and then be willing to sacrifice that's another thing that people aren't willing to do be willing to sacrifice um on partying on eating certain ways all of the time like being around food at the beginning of your fast is hard, but it's having the mental discipline. What what it comes down to, throw the drugs aside, is the mental discipline to put yourself in situations to make yourself evolve from that environment. Meaning, surround yourself in an environment at home that has good food. Surround yourself in your recreational activities where you're doing productive things like Uh, something physically challenging or uh, something that builds character or something that's going to perpetuate you in a direction that you can uh, achieve a better version of yourself, right? It's really bodybuilding in the end is the practice of honing in your skills to be hyper aware and vigilant of different aspects of your life. And becoming attuned to a lot of different things that you didn't know that you were capable of. As well as accessing emotions that you never knew existed. And it all starts with challenging yourself or wanting to make that change. So if you want to make the change, that's the number one step. Now visualize it. Reinforce the vision. How bad do you want it? Now plan it. Write down the steps. Write down the steps to get there and execute. Final step, execute. Be consistent. Be consistent with the execution because if you're not consistent, it's not going to matter. Right? You're going to end up like me where I've dropped down from going five days a week down to mm, probably about three. But you know what? It fits the lifestyle better. Now I'm doing the podcasts. Podcasts. Now, other things have taken priority, but if you're in a position of your life where you want something different, or maybe you feel lost, or you're looking for a new outlet, <clears throat> this is the place for you. Bodybuilding welcomes everybody, and, uh, you know, it, it it's brutal. It'll make you fail over and over and over again. You will go in the gym. And if you try your hardest 100% of the time, you'll always leave with your ass kicked. And if you do that for five years, if you go in and give it 100%, you throw punches and you give it your hardest. Doesn't matter. You're gonna leave with your ass kicked, every single time. And that's what builds the character. That's what destroys the ego. Is because you know you you, you realize that no matter what. There will always be some obstacle that you will face. But the beauty to that is, is that you can always strengthen your baseline perception of strength in the first place. And you'll become a stronger person for that. Anyways, my doggies. Happy freaking Monday. We're going to kill this week. I hope every single one of you kill this week and uh you know i hope you i hope you put this day on its knees that's all i'm going to say on that so i love you guys have a great rest of your week and we will see you next monday catch the new podcast again i'm i'm going to put up a little bit more information once we've planned it out and start doing sketches of artwork that's primarily what we're working on and then pid will be good to go And we'll start cranking those out on Fridays. And I'm excited because it's getting me busy. It's keeping me busy and keeping me productive. And uh, that's the environmental change that I'm making in 2019. Changing my environment to be productive. Alright, I love you doggies. I'll see you next week.